Welcome to Untold Physio Stories Podcast, your perfect commute resource with physio failures, successes, interesting cases, and more from the physio and rehab world with your host, Drs. Andrew Rothschild and Urson Religioso. Topical analgesics help patients alleviate pain and reduce discomfort. I recommend and use Helix Professional Pain Relief Creams with my patients. Helix has three new creams they've added to their line of topical analgesics. Joining their pain relieving cream is Triactive Therapy Cream, CBD Therapy, and CBD Clinical Creams. My patients have been raving about these creams, and that's why I'm offering you an opportunity to try these in your practice. Email my exclusive promo code MMT2 to helix at helix4, the number 4, pain.com to receive samples of these new professional pain relief creams and find a medical supply distributor near you. You'll get a starter kit with several samples, patient information brochures, and it's a great way to help patients and grow your practice. Hey guys, it's Dr. E here. Andrew's a bit under the weather, so still going to uh, just recount a recent case I had. Uh, I've been treating her on and off, a bit of central sensitization. She came from a ton of different providers who were basically telling her her pelvis was rotated. She used to get SI injections, complaints of low back pain uh, on the left side, convinced it was her SIJ, and also left knee pain. The low back pain resolved once I started getting her to do uh, side glides correctly. Um, she couldn't quite do them against the wall because she had some shoulder issues, so I had her do the old school arms in a doorway and then slide her hips over. And even though she can't quit, get over pressure with that, that was enough to actually relieve her low back pain. Uh, the hip and the knee tended to improve probably at least to 50% with lateral tibial glides because she was had some reduced lateral tibial glide and concurrent ankle dorsiflexion. She had some reduced hip mobility, which also improved with the side glides. But overall, she just uh, would intermittently complain about her knee, even though she was uh, after, you know, two to three sessions of therapy over the course of a month and a half, she was able to do an hour of yoga, an hour of aquatic uh, exercise, but her knee would continuously bother her. And one of the things that I told her was to basically give her knee a break. Like literally her knee is doing its best and you know, she is quite irritated with it, but I just wanted to reframe the whole thing uh, as in literally like you're being too hard on your knee. You're not, your knee is just kind of, you know, getting used to all this increased activity. Um, so now your thresholds are a bit higher but when the alarm finally goes off, it still can feel quite painful or at least irritating because she was actually very irritated by it. Um, she walked away, you know, kind of taking that message a little to heart, I would say at least 25-50%, but not entirely convinced. Uh, so the last visit, she's mostly complaining about knee issues and uh, said her, her provider uh, or a doctor who she had not seen in a while was telling her, oh, you know what? I think a lot of your knee pain is from femoral nerve issues. So I actually decided to go a little old school and use a couple of assessments and techniques I haven't done literally in years. Uh, I find that, you know, I still do a lot of sciatic neurodynamics and I teach their variations in my modern manual therapy seminars. Not so much for femoral nerve. It used to be something that I used to take a lot of stock in. I used to do a lot of IT band work, thinking that people had femoral nerve uh, dysfunction or entrapment of the lateral femoral cutaneous nerve, which could lead to hip pain or radiating knee pain. 
But I think also part of feeding into um, her beliefs and kind of meeting her halfway, I you know did a pro knee bend and her left side um, significantly restricted with knee flexion, hip internal rotation, and uh, ankle dorsiflexion compared to the right side, which would bias more of the femoral nerve rather than only tight test for you know quote unquote tight quads. Uh, so. I started with just doing some light ISTM to her lumbar spine and then did P to A mobs around L2, 3, 4 uh, for several minutes. Retested pro knee bend. It was not nearly as limited, but it was still a little uncomfortable. So then I just did, you know, flipped her over, did some light tissue work to uh, her quad. Then I uh, flipped her back over prone and proceeded to work into just femoral, gentle femoral nerve tensioners, um, progressing into some hip extension. After a couple minutes of that, it tested FN compared to the other side, got her up off the table, and uh, had her go for a little walk, and she felt quite a bit better. Um, you know, she said that was the first time that the tightness in her knee had gone away. After all the other treatments, which included, again, lateral tibial glides, just general hip strengthening, lumbar loading, and terminal knee extensions, because uh, on the first visit, her knee was limited in extension. A lot of her knee pain went away, but like I said, it was still irritating her. It was still irritable, depending on her level of activity and the time of the day. Um, but even if her pain was better, the, the band of tightness she complained around her patella, that never really went away. Um, and that's why I was just trying to get her to reframe how she felt about it. But between the mid lumbar mobilizations and the femoral nerve glides, you know, that's what finally got her tightness to go away. So for the recovery plan, I just simply added, you know, kind of pro knee bends and I made sure that she was internally rotating her femur and also dorsiflexing her ankle. She was just going to do it passively with a strap on and off just a couple of times a day. So she left quite a bit happier. Um, and I think the thing that I learned the most was, you know, you, you can meet people halfway with their beliefs and maybe that will also uh, help improve outcomes, but also don't forget about some of the things that you used to do uh, if all the things that you're normally doing currently are not quite working. So if you guys like this story, go ahead and uh, you know please remember to rate us five stars wherever you listen to podcasts, hit that subscribe button, make sure to share untold physio stories. And if you want to come on, you have a story of your own, a hilarious physio failure or interesting case, make sure to reach out to Andrew or I on social media. And as always, you guys have a great day. Untold Physio Stories is now sponsored by MyPT Insurance. Insurance just got easier. Through continued research, MyPT Insurance has crafted a policy that is economical and provides you with the peace of mind you need. Your extensive education, training, and experience as a PT allows you to assist clients in achieving their personal health goals. By practicing without individual professional liability insurance, you could be placing your career and future finances at risk. Whether you're a student, self-employed, or employed with a company, MyPT Insurance is here to provide affordable insurance coverage while protecting you and your patients. MyPT Insurance's plan also includes mobile coverage, which means it follows you wherever you work in the United States. Employed rates and self-employed rates are available. Visit myptinsurance.com slash edge to sign up today.